When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, boy. <sighs> Wasn't the worst. Wasn't good. <laughs> Wasn't the worst. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Losers Lounge. Wow. The wow. Nuggets fall 126 wow. in Philadelphia in the MVP showdown. Embiid goes for a monstrous 41 points and 10 assists to go along with 7 rebounds. Jokic goes for 25 points, 19 rebounds, 3 assists. And the 76ers pull it out in the fourth quarter, outscoring Denver 27-17. We got a lot to talk about. I feel like there's a lot. First, we're going to lament. We're going to speak emotionally. Then we're going to be rational and try to talk about some of the different things that happened. There were some very strange but also interesting choices made by both teams in this game. We'll talk about all of that and analyze this one. I got Brennan vote with me. I will say that the result did not go in Denver Nuggets fans' way. The game did live up to the hype, though. Playoff mm-hmm. atmosphere in the DNVR bar tonight. Really good game. It, re- it was fun, man. It was fun to feel something like that in, in, in January. And I am looking forward to the next one, but we got this one to talk about still. I remembered this was a true story. Last year in the playoffs, I had to stop drinking caffeine. <laughs> because during the games, I'd be like, my heart would be going too fast. Right. <laughs> tonight right. it happened. I forgot about it. So tonight I had some caffeine. My heart was about to explode. Uh, over here, I got Harrison Wind. I think Vote's right. This is the only game that's felt like a playoff game so oh. far this season. Game one had like this For the excitement. first quarter. Well, the, fir- the first quarter of that. Because the Nuggets dominated night. so yeah. much. Yeah, you might be right, actually. This one that. felt different, though. I mean, this felt like a game seven. It yeah, definitely it did. did. I think it was way too sloppy for that, but... The intensity for us and then the bar for sure. And then Superstar Dev. Yeah, I couldn't believe how invested I was in that game. I thought that uh, I liked other games throughout the year. (laughs) None of them felt like that one. None of them. The entire time, like halftime took an hour. Yeah. Like I was just, I was into that one. It reminds you how different the regular season and playoffs are, honestly. Like, it's, I was watching at the start of the season, I was watching uh, finals highlights. And I just remember being like, they're playing so fast and so yeah. hard, and like running up and down the court. And then you watch the regular season, it's so half-assed. Tonight, I would say three-quarters assed. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't quite half-assed. It wasn't quite playoff intensity, but it definitely was up there. Let's do a fast breakdown. Start the game, my first note. I was so ready for this. You got this. There's some unsatisfying things tonight. First note, Embiid not guarding Jokic. What a coward. And Who then, would do that? Second note. Jokic not guarding Embiid either. Huh. <laughs> well, that's one of the stories. Those guys just didn't guard each that other. That backfired tonight. on me today. Did you tweet it out? Oh, man. You what were a, ready to go. What a mistake. I was ready Amateur to. Hour, man. I was so ready to tweet it out because I do think it's so cowardly. But guess what? We're cowards too. Damn yeah, it. Oh, man. Lost the moral high ground. Uh, Embiid was playing deep drop on P- DHOs and PNRs all game. He was just not guarding pull up jumpers. KCP taking advantage of it. Michael Porter Jr. also on fire. Uh, and then Joel Embiid also on fire at this game. That's going to be a recurring note throughout the show. 38-36 Nuggets at the end of one. Nuggets doing enough to gain a little bit of a lead. Christian Brown back-to-back threes and 11 points in his first stint. The dude was on fire. It was unbelievable. Bench held court. 55-53 Nuggets when they checked out. They were up, I think, that much, and they, they held on to that. So, you know, a good first stint from the bench in large part because of Peyton Watson and Christian Brown, not guys you, you typically expect. Right. Um, both teams in the bonus in the second quarter with six minutes to go, though. This game for the first, what would that be, 18 minutes? A plus. Yeah. A plus game. The last six minutes of the second quarter, a typical, like, there was 35 free throws in the first half. They all came in the six-minute span <laughs> yeah. to end the half. It was kind of choppy, actually, at that point. Jokic picked up two. 
Sixers had an 8-0 run in the final minute, but then the Nuggets rallied in the in the last like 30 seconds to make it tied. Murray hit the buzzer beater, 78-78. Felt appropriate. Felt like the game should be that. Denver came out with a very weird double teaming strategy in the second half. They were bringing the help immediately, one pass away, and then rotating somebody from the far side all the way over. It was super dumb. And the Sixers, it was there was two stretches in this game that cost Denver uh, the game. That one where they went on like an 8-0 run, all self-inflicted. Denver just doing that weird strategy. They call timeout and mix it up, but the damage was done. Jokic and Ubre knocked heads. Um, and then there was a nice run to close the quarter at the end of the third. So Denver's struggling. The last three minutes, Denver throws a haymaker, 15-2 run to take the lead. Jokic was going to work. He was getting the ball at the short roll and finishing. He was dominant, 104-99 Nuggets going into the fourth. But Tobias Harris in the fourth had an ISO attack, just going ISO, scoring over and over again, and it got them back into the game. And then I thought Malone left the starters out one minute too long. It was just a little bit too long. He kept them on there. DeAndre Jordan fouled Marcus Morris on a three-point shot. It was a four-point play. At, in a game where nobody could pull away, right. a four-point foul against the bench from your yeah. center, oh, that was a tough a one. A minute away from Yoke taking the floor, too. So they come back. No, it was right then. They check right. in. Yeah, both, yeah. Both, both starters come back in. Seven minutes and 28 seconds left. Jamal Murray, the second stretch that called cost Denver, though, was that first minutes with them on the court. Murray had two turnovers attributed to him, and I think another one that wasn't, or a, a shot clock violation not attributed to him. He just was making horrible reads in the pick and roll for some reason. For one, Embiid was in deep drop, take the shot, and then Embiid on fire in the fourth quarter. He just did not miss, including the dagger, which was a lot like last year, a three right over Jokic. He wasn't missing tonight. He had, I believe, I can't tell exact number, either six or eight points in the paint tonight. He had 32 or 34 points outside of the paint tonight. He Crazy. was just absolutely on fire with his jumper, and they get the the win, 126-121. All right, Dev, start us off. What's your big takeaway? Big takeaway was if that is what we would get in a finals, sign me up right right now. That game was incredible, like a, a, a classic-type game, and it does suck that they did not go against each other because those two guys really do want it. They want it. Um, really competed hard against each other, did everything they could to try to like secure the win for their team. Um, but the competitive edge on both sides um, was up. It's not like a Jokic didn't care about that matchup. He did. He, yeah. he gave it his all. Yep. Um, but I really did love that game. It was good. It was a really it's good a game. game. It is hard sometimes to separate it. I will say, for me personally, this one does just feel like a like a regular bummer. It's not like distraught. Mm -hmm. I think last year I was more distraught by the by the game. This one, look, Denver played well. They didn't do the things they needed to do yeah. to pull it out. Yeah. What about you, Wind? My big takeaway comes down to the fourth quarter because that to me is where this game was lost. It was 111-111 when the Nuggets starters yep. and Jokic checked back into this game. Denver gets outscored 27-17 in the fourth, and Jamal Murray wasn't good enough. He was not good enough in the fourth quarter. Two very costly turnovers in the fourth quarter on just basic two-man pick and rolls with Nikola Jokic, you know, plays and passes he's made a million times in the finals. And just the Nuggets execution in the fourth was not good enough. And I feel like Jamal Murray got outplayed by Tyrese Maxey today. Tyrese Maxey had way more energy in this one than Jamal Murray did, I thought. And... Look, it's not like you needed Jamal Murray to score 30 points because the Nuggets didn't have scoring, but you just needed him to be better. Yeah. You just needed Jamal Murray to be better tonight, and he wasn't good enough. Strong agree on that point. Strong agree on it. We're going to get into some Murray stuff here for sure. I did, big I did have the same one on, on crunch time, them just not looking, uh, not looking like the Nuggets, right? And there are a couple stretches where it felt like they played – like it was a playoff game back in the days when they would go to game sevens and sometimes they'd get a little rattled and uh like particularly in the in the final four minutes of that game denver was still in it yeah and they seemed to play that game as if they were out you know what i mean it was a little like they were down by 15 there was it was bizarre like i, I thought maybe cleaner nuggets basketball down the stretch and that was still a game as evidenced by only the five point deficit uh margin of, of loss so I just thought it was weird. I thought Denver kind of in his spot where we're used to them being composed. They weren't. Um, but also, 
I think some of this is like you could take that exact same game and you play it in Denver and yeah. the five to ten percent swings could go Denver's way. You know, Philly Philly's players hit their open shots in Philly. I'd like to see it in Denver. Um, but yeah, they, they weren't composed enough down the stretch and, and that was still a winnable game for me. Definitely was. Definitely not composed, which is weird because the whole game I felt like guys stepped up. I mean, this was both teams as role players made shots tonight at a crazy clip, especially yeah. in the first three quarters. They were just incredible shot making from guys you didn't expect. Christian Brown, Pat Beverly, Peyton Watson, you know, Michael Porter, you do expect it, but he brought it tonight. Like there were just uh, Tobias Harris, all the other guys I felt like stepped up. I thought Yoke played a very good game. Embiid played a phenomenal game. Maxi played a good game. I'm agree with you that I thought Murray did not have necessarily a great game. He was the one missing piece. But for me, the big takeaway is the defense Denver decided to yeah. play bothers me. And it bothers me because it it was a little gimmicky. You know, it was gimmicky. One, to go, we understand why you take Embiid off of Jokic. For one, last year Jokic was cooking Embiid in the post, mm -hmm. even tonight. In the moments when he got him one-on-one, -on -one, he did a great job. I think he scored every time when he, in the few times where he got him switched on him. Yeah. Maybe he missed one or two here, I don't remember. But he was scoring well. So I understand why the 76ers take him off. Aaron Gordon, not a great floor spacer. We've. It's actually the smart way to guard Denver is to put the rim protector off of Jokic and onto Aaron Gordon. But for Denver to be doing these doubles that were so obvious, like Embiid had 10 assists tonight, and I don't know if any of them were like impressive. Denver just made the one easiest pass away. one pass away, hard double, and like I, I get it, you're scared of him because he's going off, but guess what? You didn't stop him either. So you ended up giving away both the scoring and the assisting tonight, and you did it on a defense <laughs> that I've never seen them employ before. This isn't like they've yeah. done this against other right, teams. So right, you yeah. bust out a new defense. To me, it feels a little... Um, <laughs> like almost like you're not trusting your team to do it or not putting them like challenging your team to go out there. And I thought, okay, maybe you do that for a half. Maybe you do it for three quarters. Fourth quarter, here they come. Yoke's got two fouls. You got four fouls to give. Put them on and beat Nellis guard straight up. And they still didn't do it. So part of me is frustrated with the fact that Denver seemed to concede that in way in ways that not like Philly, where at least it makes sense with Denver, I'm like, what are you doing? This isn't how you play. Yeah, I think that's where Denver really lost the game to start that second, you know, half, where he's he got to just get a few different shots off. Yeah, they came on, on a run after that, but it just showed them like you talk about gimmicky. It was reactionary. That yeah. is not the defense that they typically play ever. So now you're putting guys in different spots where they're, you know, not trusting their defense or they're just leaving guys open because it's not something that they, you know, do often. Also, you have defenders that you can employ out there. And, you know, if you take off Jokic off, of, I, I don't think that they should have. But once you take them off of them, you still have the guys that you can match up with. Aaron Gordon's a great defender. KCP's a great defender. Jamal, he just didn't have it today. And Michael Porter Jr., you know, struggles at times, but they didn't attack him every single time. So, why not stick with what's working, but also stick to your brand of basketball? That was not their brand of basketball, and that's where um, it gets tough to watch because the Sixers are ready for that. They have seen that all year where guys are trying so hard to, like, stop Embiid where you go away from what got you to this point. So um, the reactionary defense, I do think that's where they lost the game. Well, you said Embiid and the Sixers were ready for it. The Nuggets definitely didn't seem ready for they, it. They did not execute that game plan very well, especially just, in the third quarter. Just ridiculous, basic mistakes on defense, like doubling off of Tyrese Maxey and leaving him wide open. But I think that was the game plan. Like, I, th they were doing that's it a, as if it was the plan. That's a stupid game plan. Yeah. That is a stupid game plan if that's the game. I mean, are you, are you serious? Like, why would you double off Tyrese Maxey? He's a great shooter. It didn't seem like Denver had a ton of confidence in the game plan going into timeouts that seemed like there was some confusion guys pointing talking it seemed like they were not confident in what they were being asked to do and yeah i'm with you man weird to debut a right. never before seen defensive scheme in this game when the nuggets never go out of their way to adjust game to game in the regular season they <clears throat> never do so it i was surprised that that's the route they went. I love the points you guys are making. It reminded me a lot of when uh, the Celtics did win that first game against the Warriors, right? In the finals, Tatum went off. And I, I this is a real take. This is a real take. I'm not doing the thing. Um, this is funny, though. They, 
made it too easy for t like there are certain guys where I think if you have a good enough team you kind of want to let them be themselves right and they basically did a similar thing with like these hard doubles and guys were one out wide open one pass away and Tatum's not a playmaker but you don't have to be a playmaker to make that read and it was just easy wide open threes then the next game they kind of relaxed and they let Tatum take some of those tough long twos and I almost felt like Embiid hit every important jumper tonight like tip the hat credit where it's due but i almost felt like they did themselves a disservice by making it one pass away wide open three right as opposed to like make him take and make the long twos you can you can live with that you can trade with that yeah. but they almost made it too easy and they turned a guy into a playmaker who who they later in the quarter right they they had the double come from a different spot on the floor and it came later in the shot clock and they had him trapped under the rim and he turned it over to Jokic. yeah like that those are the ways you can confuse him, right? But if you just give him that easy, simple pass over and over again, those guys were just in a rhythm. And, yeah. and I'm with you guys. It felt like the game swung there. You, I mean, you want to keep him off the line. This is one of the reasons you're going to not put Yoke, because you don't want Yoke to get foul trouble. I understand mixing up coverages. Well, he gets 15 free well, throws. Well, keep, keeping him off the line is a little impossible, I think. <laughs> sure, but I'm saying this is one of the reasons that you make a switch like that yeah. is you're, we're going to concede some size. He's probably going to have an efficient scoring night. But then he gets to the foul line anyway. And then on top of that, then it's like, okay, I honestly think you beat him, you beat the 76ers and B goes for 40, 45 points, maybe even 50 points. But don't let him get the guy's easy open threes. And tonight you gave up that too. You allowed them all to get comfortable i mean they shot 15 of 31 tonight from the three-point line yeah 48 and a half percent but i don't feel like it's denver got unlucky i feel like nba players shoot 48 percent when you double one pass away and give them open shots yeah so denver just to me gave up the trifecta yeah and then the i mean the defensive scheme of when they put Aaron Gordon on Embiid, that's when he got going. That's yeah. when he got he the shot free right throw over line. Him. He shot over him shot every right single time. Him. He was excited to see that matchup because you don't do that on him. Like, yeah. yeah, they do that, but they have defenders where they can do that. Embiid is a guy that's just aggressive. He's going to get to the free throw line. He's going to keep shooting every single time. Like, that was not on Aaron Gordon to be able to try to have that matchup because he's just not big enough in any way. And then he got his momentum going, and then they started – trying to send double teams and then Embiid is a good enough playmaker where he can hit the open guy. They start knocking down shots. Tobias Harris had an incredible game. Um, it just was a lot of bad at the right time, um, you know, for the Sixers. So, um, I mean, you, you tip your hat to their game plan, but this is what they see every single night. That's what bothers me most. They didn't give the Sixers any new looks. They did what they wanted them to do. Um. So frustrating one. Um, I put this out to people did not like me saying it on Twitter. Uh, I tip my cap to Embiid tonight because last year, one of my takeaways from last year's game was, you know, Yoke was dominating through three and a half quarters and Embiid had 30 something points. And my whole thing was, but they're all outside the paint. Keep them outside the paint and you're up 15. And this is the, you know, that's actually the script. Some guys, you just say, if they score their points, it's okay. That tonight... If you would have told me Embiid would have had six or eight points in the paint, that, that's all he got, I'd have been like, I'll take it. That is exactly what you want. Tip your hat when a guy makes a bunch of shots, and I'm with you. Good shoot. You wouldn't tell Steph Curry to get easy shots because he'll get going, and then he's going to make tough shots. And I thought tonight that scheme allowed him to get easy shots early, and he just rolled that momentum all the way through to the end of the game. So, um, All right, let's take our first break. On the other side, I do want to get to Jamal Murray because I have a take. I have a pretty scorching take about Jamal Murray that I've thought about for a while, but it felt too harsh. Tonight feels appropriate. Guys, go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR to get set up with FuboTV. If you want to watch the Nuggets, I can say this because I have FuboTV. There's no better platform to watch them on than Fubo. Crystal clear picture. You can download the app. You can set up recordings on your phone. I was out the other day, forgot to record the Nuggets game. Boom, logged into my app, quick record. Nice. It's good to go. You get a bunch of DVR, no contracts, no hidden fees, no cable. You can sign up right now and start watching right away. You get 140 plus live channels as well, sports shows, movies, and news. All the sports you want, and most importantly, you can watch the Nuggets and Avs on altitude. So FuboTV.com slash DNVR, you can hit that QR code right there on the screen as oh, well look at that man 15 percent off your first month of fubo pro so you get everything that comes with fubo tv but you get even more with fubo pro so fubo tv.com slash dnvr it's tuesday in the nba and 
not the most exciting night for us Nuggets fans, but every Tuesday is a little more fun with Bet365 where it's never ordinary, especially your Tuesdays, they're never ordinary. Because if you place a $50 bet or more on a pregame or live in-game, same-game parlay or parlay on any NBA game, uh, get $25 in bonus bets to use across any sporting event. Or if you place a bet between $20 and $50, receive $10 in bonus bets. I love Bet365. Uh, it should never be ordinary. Any given possession should be special to you, and it can be with Bet365. You have to be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And we are back. Um, I've long said that I think that Jokic and Murray can be and will be this era's Kobe and Shaq. The only thing now stopping them from that is continued success. One championship down. Those guys won three. We'll see what Denver does with their duo. But if you remember Kobe and Shaq, Kobe had a certain level of competitiveness, seriousness to his approach and intensity to him. He was constantly in shape, constantly locked in, consistent. And then you had Shaq, who was sometimes used the regular season to get in shape. I don't think guys need to be in playoff shape in October and November. Murray was the most tired guy on the court tonight. And I think the reason he is a playoff riser, as great as it is, and we owe him an enormous gratitude for the, what he does in the playoffs consistently. But I think it's clear that he doesn't take the regular season seriously from a conditioning standpoint. Because you watch all the guys on the court tonight, and there were old guys on the court. There's <laughs> Nick Batum on the court running him down and blocking his shot. And if you go back and watch that highlight, I was wondering if somebody had slowed down the highlight to like three-quarter speed, the, how slow he was going. And Embiid was in a drop tonight. Wide open buckets if you want them. Wide open buckets from the foul line in the pick and roll if you want them. That's the shot they're giving you. He missed one. You know, he took a couple but didn't really, wasn't aggressive there. Gets switches against guys, dances with the ball for a long period. Can't do much with them. So I just, it's one of the things about Murray that bothers me is he is a different player when he gets in shape. He's so quick. The bubble was the best I've ever seen him in terms of just oh, yeah. quickness. Last year in the playoffs and especially in the finals, by the time that went on, the Lakers and final and Heat won. He was phenomenal. But for some reason, like Shaq, he's content to only be that guy when it matters most. And again, most important when, it, when he does. But it is frustrating on nights like this, narrative nights, when you're like, all right, but Maxie's going to outplay you because you're just too tired. And that's just how it felt tonight. It's a harsh criticism, but it's how I felt. Yeah. Somebody said he, just, he plays like he's 34. He really does look like old out there at times like some nights he's moving well and sometimes he's not i hate how aggressive and spry he looks against the bad teams because this was a very good opportunity for him to just go off they gave him drop coverage where they let him get to his mid-range shot you know how, you know how many players would love the type of drop coverage that he had tonight what would dame lillard think of getting like that coverage he or, would love that even, would just Devin Maxie, Booker. even just max even just max yeah. jamal was just like concede and he was like okay like that's okay um and he does look out of shape in these type of games he was gassed the entire time this was a hard on, game this was a hard on game on both sides of, of the on. floor like on, on offense he didn't want to take those shots um getting shots blocked by people that should not be able to guard him getting the switch on people that should not be able to guard him um and then on defense he just could not keep up at, at all um and you can see it in the shots like his legs are just not there he did not, you know, look good in this game. And also wonder if it has something to do with that, the him and Reggie playing together as the guard like well, combo. That, that's a whole other thing, He needs thing, to just Dev. sit down for that and just let him <laughs> oh, be the guard Dev. where he doesn't have to bring the ball up as much or, um, you know, use that much energy on that. Maybe that's the time for him just to score or just go away from that. Like, I don't want that anymore. But he really does have to get back in shape because you talk about the bubble. You talk about playoff basketball. They're late in the season. So, of course, he's in shape by that time. But you need him for these games that are earlier in the season. You need him to come into the season in shape and ready to go. Um, and he's just not right now. And it was just so clear watching him versus Tyrese Maxey tonight. I mean, Tyrese Maxey played 43 minutes. He could have played all 48. You know, Murray seemed like he was over his limit at 38 tonight. And, like, Maxey was... It was like Max is like one of those toys you like wind up and you just, just go. Goes, yeah. And he doesn't stop. Right. He just keeps going. Um, so that was that was really clear. And look, man, a an elite Jamal Murray is the one thing I think that separates the Nuggets from being a sixty plus win team in the regular season. 
you know? I think it's true. What I do agree. we always say about him? Slow starter, playoff riser. Like, these things are connected, in my yeah. opinion. They just seem connected. Are we being too harsh, though, on, on Murray? Like, it does... Look, if I had to pick... Between great regular season, bad postseason, right, or right. bad regular, I I would take it the way that it is. But I don't think you guys have lost sight of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a contextualized criticism, right? It, it, it's contained in in the reality is he he's not been a regular season showstopper, and I do think a lot of it for me has been conditioning, and I I don't I'm not privy to Jamal's workout plans and stuff like that, right? It's all anecdotal, but. We've said it too many times to me in the bubble. He looked so amazing because he looked he looked like he was in incredible shape. And athletically, he looked more capable. Um, he had more energy. He looked shiftier. And I, I do... We said it on the show yesterday that as much as we expected Jamal to produce to some level in this game, were we 100% confident that he was going to lay it down? And it, again, it's not because of talent. We know he's good enough. And we've seen him do it. And by the way, he might very well do it in this matchup in Denver in 11 days. But there's a there's a there's a layer of doubt, and I do think a lot of it, for me, comes down to conditioning. What's weird about all of this is when we talk about yeah, but the playoffs are what matter, and the playoffs are where you're there. The NBA is in this weird place right now, and I think it's because we're all smarter as fans to the very specifics of it, where we just know the regular season doesn't actually matter. And it's this weird thing. And I think Murray also knows that. And the players in general know it. But it kind of does suck because as a fan of sports, it sucks to be aware of the meaninglessness of it, right? Yeah. It, when things feel meaningful, that's when they're the most fun. The stakes right. feel so high. And with Murray, I just think there is this thing of like, yeah, I'm not in shape, but you know, coast through and then be healthy and ready for the playoffs. And it's like, yeah, that's true. But then you get nights like tonight where we're like, what are we doing? Why are we so invested in this stupid thing? And Why are we so invested with him playing with the bench? Why, exactly. Is, is that what we're invested in? I mean, it is part of it, right? I mean, this is a big part of it. And look, tonight, Tobias Harris was the one that I like. Maxi was okay in those bench minutes, but Tobias Harris was the he one. He was awesome. And you just kept waiting for like, all right, Murray, give it back to him now. Like, go, like, this is your chance. You see what Tobias Harris is doing? Give us the same thing. And it just wasn't, it wasn't to be. Let's talk about Jokic's night. 11 of 20. He had 25 points, 19 rebounds, a career high 11 offensive rebounds. Here's what, he was a plus one tonight, which is kind of funny. Yep. Now, I will say that's disguised. I think that's in part because he was took, taken out when Denver was fouling late. So you end up not getting docked the points in the free throw game. He was probably really like a minus three or so mm, plus minus truther uh, well i'm just saying that yeah, you're right people are gonna be like they won his minutes but it's a little disingenuous no, they you're, you're slightly right. lost right. his minutes but very very close um but to me this night like yoke we've often seen he takes what the defense gives you they take a beat off of him and he knew it's not about attacking my guy now whoever that might be it's get on the offensive boards and clean up and he has 11 offensive boards i actually thought he was really good in this game I don't have a ton of critiques of Yoke other than I wish he would have guarded and beat a little more. I thought he was very good in this game, too. He was very good in this game. Embiid was better, but I thought Jokic was very good. Yeah. And I get what D-Line says a lot now, especially after a game like this, when he's just like, I just want Jokic to have 40. You know? like yeah. I just want him taking every shot it's easier to make our narrative arguments when a guy goes for 40. yeah but honestly i felt a little that way tonight like i actually kind of did and i'm i'm usually never that way you know i'm usually always you just trust nicole Jokic to make the play trust him to read the game i kind of just wanted him to go shot for shot with joel and beat at times tonight and I feel like, you know, maybe Denver wins if Nikola Jokic has 40 in this game. So he played well. He played very good. I thought he could have played a little better. I thought he could have been a little bit more aggressive, just looking to score. Um, but he, he played more than well enough for Denver to win. Yeah, big matchup, and he, he stepped up into it. Um, this was a game that the narrative is always like, does he care or – um, is he going to try to compete? I feel like he competed in this one. Um, he took 20 shots in a game where he could have just not done it. I wish he would have took more. Like, I really do love when he gets in that mode, especially when other guys are not following him. This is a game that Jamal didn't have it going. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. wasn't scoring much. So, like, this was a game he could have ta taken over, especially with them going with a smaller 
um, you know, guy on him. And that's why we saw the offensive rebounds, which he had a career high of offensive rebounds because he's he's shooting it. If he misses it, he's going to go right back up with it. And that's where the competitive edge came out. Um, but I do think that it was a, um, a IQ game of him just trying to read what's happening right now um, and still trying to compete in that, you know, cat and mouse game. Um, but I, I really did love the way that he competed in this game. And I think that in 11 days, he's going to go even harder where he tries to score every single time. But him and and Embiid went after each other. I love that. Yeah, he competed his ass off, man. Like, he played hard. You could see it in his his eyes. Like, Nikola Jokic wanted this game. Yeah. He wanted this game way more than he wants a lot of other regular season games. And we we were wondering about that coming in. He played hard. He he played well enough. I, I was... I was very pleased with like Nikola Jokic's approach and just how he handled himself in this. I agree with you guys. The four turnovers to three assists is obviously suboptimal. That's never ideal. It did feel a little bit like um, he was where he wanted to be on the floor at all times and for the right reasons. And it's like this game wasn't necessarily about a high assist total. Like, if Murray had just maybe read some of those pick and rolls differently, it's about Murray eating and Jokic is content with that because he understands how he's being guarded. Um, he did get 20 shots up to Embiid's 22. And it's not like Jokic can just press the I get 15 free throw now button. Um, whether that's a skill or not is up for debate. It's just not something Jokic can do in the same way. I thought he was aggressive enough, uh, but it's for me, it's, it's the only three assists. And I think some of that can be chalked up to some wide open misses from some good players on the road. Yeah, I think um, the other thing about Embiid not guarding Jokic and guarding Aaron Gordon, Jokic can't run him. You know, one of the ways that he has been very effective on him in the past is wearing him down throughout the course of the game, and then by the fourth quarter, Embiid's just too gassed to keep up with him. Embiid kind of gets an easy matchup now when he plays, in large part because he's guarding Aaron Gordon, he just doesn't have to guard him. And then on tr- in transition, he can kind of just get back and rest a little bit. So Yoke, I think, has lost that, and I'm not sure how Denver's going to be able to take advantage of that next, you know, to, to try to wear out Embiid. I think they could probably try to put him in more pick-and-rolls, try to use Aaron Gordon a little bit more and draw Embiid out a little bit more. Um, but that's they got to force some misses. Like, this yeah, game was true, yeah. such a slow pace, man. There were no fast break points in this game because everybody was just making everything. Yeah. So that, that makes it easier on, like, the big guys, too. <laughs> it's funny because everybody was to- so tired and there was no fast breaking. It was... But, I mean, because of that, the starters played, like, heavy minutes, you know? The only thing about the, the yoke thing is Denver had a 131.5 offensive rating tonight. It was the 89th percentile offensive game. So, to me, like, the idea of yoke scoring a little bit more, this or that, you only you had seventeen point, in the fourth, though. You could you could ha- that you could point to a possession. I think a lot of that was Murray a couple turnovers blocked at the rim. You know, then the twenty four right. second violation didn't go into him as like those plays. But nonetheless, I do think there was a player too where it was like, hey, this is your moment to kind of step up and go for it. Whatever. I still think he played well. It'd I be like too. an A game for me for him. It's just that he so yep. happened to have gotten outplayed, even though he had an A game. Um, Aaron Gordon, 7 of 11, 16 points. Actually, we've got to take a break. Yeah. we got to go to, to a break, and we'll get to the other side. Run through some of the other key players tonight. Shout out Red Hawk Roofing. If you guys need uh, anything to do with your roof, check out Red Hawk Roofing. They do homes. They do businesses. They might have been here at the bar tonight. I don't know. They're here always rooting on the Nuggets with us. Uh, they're also giving away two of their company tickets to Nuggets Sixers on the 27th. And how you can win those is by coming to the bar for the watch party on the 25th. Uh, so two days before, uh, they're raising money to support the Volo Kids Foundation. So super good cause, really good people. Uh, come to the bar on January 25th to try to win Red Hawk Roofing's two company tickets to Nuggets 76ers, the rematch. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, Red Hawk Roofing is your go-to. Tell them DNVR sent you, redhawkroofing.com. Oh, yeah, that's me. Breckenridge Brewery is awesome. It's the official beer of DNVR, and you can enjoy it at DNVR. We've got a great many Breck brews on tap or by can, and if you're looking to enjoy a delicious Breck brew in the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home, check out the Breck Beer Locator. It'll tell it what kind of Breck brew you're looking for. They'll tell you where to go to buy it. You can bring it home and enjoy it. It's that easy. Or just come see us on the corner of York and Colfax. Again, great crowd tonight. And I actually do want to encourage everyone, if you're free, 
when the Nuggets are away or you're not going to make it to Ball Arena. I know we're, we're used to these games now. We're waiting for the playoffs. Keep coming to the bar. It is so much fun. Tonight, like, it's up to us to create meaning, right, across a regular season. And tonight, I, <laughs> I got a lot of it by people showing up and, 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 and watching the Nuggets together and treating it like a playoff game. And people enjoyed that delicious Breck brew. You can always do that at the DNVR bar. Alrighty, segment three here. Um, who's the next most interesting nugget tonight? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'm gonna go here. I thought Peyton Watson tonight. <clears throat> he had two assists. A lot has been made about what is Peyton Watson offensive upside. I do think it's gonna take a little bit of time for him to realize that upside. But I also think that he has playmaking chops. He's actually pretty good as a passer and as a driver. And I wonder if. I know how Malone handles young players. He just wants them to do the defense, hustle, those things first. And he doesn't even want to throw anything else at them. And I almost feel like he reduces their roles so that they don't get distracted. Like, hey, don't do this and forget to do that. That being said, that bench drives me nuts so much. And he becomes a guy that just stands in the corner. I think he could actually handle a little bit more trust offensively because... He actually has a little bit of it in him. And tonight I thought he showed that. Yeah, you gotta let him be a dog off the leash because like he's Ooh. a live wire. He he had a play in this game where he just made a play happen and yeah. then dropped it off to Christian Brown for like the easy and one finish. Yep. Um, because he's just so different than like the the Denver mode of like slowing him down or not letting him just go. And yep. at times he is just able to just break out because he is so athletic. But he also he has good reads. He tries to find guys and things like that. And that's without being able to have the ball in his hands a, a bunch. So I think that they should give him a few more opportunities. Um, also on defense, he's just he, he's so good at just, you know, turning up the volume just a, a bit um, because, he you know, he has those defensive chops. So I do think that they should, uh, like, let him just run around a little bit more and just trust in him. Um, I think he had a pretty good game as a young guy. I thought he played a great game. Um offensively you you continue to see the flashes and then defensively they stuck him on maxi a couple times and he did a great job just denying him off the ball like using his six eight six nine frame just denying him and kind of keeping it out of his hands sometimes especially when maxi was playing with the bench unit the bench was not the reason the nuggets lost this game the, the bench played well enough yeah i thought and it's the DeAndre Jordan and well, like it's crazy. The how game much, literally was it's that crazy. Play. How but much even work. with that, man, like well, I'm the, saying they lost by oh no, they lost by five. I'm with you, and I'm the, with the you. bench in the end. It was fine. It was good enough to win tonight. I'm with you, and 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 that's crazy how much work that one mistake by DeAndre undid. Like if that's a if that's a four three point deficit with Yoke coming back in, just the difference of that psychologically. Yeah. But yeah. I'm with you, like, Reggie and Christian did enough. Peyton th had some flashes. Like, this was not a bench-sunk-them game, in my opinion. And Peyton Watson hit a three tonight and then guarded Tyrese Maxey incredibly well. And you know what's funny? I was thinking about this tonight, watching him navigate pick-and-rolls. And with his long arms, his long length, KCP is such a good person for him to be studying under. Mm. KCP is so good at navigating screens. And on tonight, I saw Peyton Watson navigating screens really well yeah. and i just kept thinking like if he can there's certain things you hope he's honing in on learning a little from yoke learning right. a little from uh from kcp maybe even a little from mpj and tonight i saw a little bit of that the kcp part of it uh michael porter six of 12 tonight goes four of eight from the three-point line 20 points and five rebounds he was a game worse minus 12 and i couldn't tell you why I'll have to go back and rewatch. Anybody know why he was a game worse minus twelve? Dumb luck. Did they just give him minus twelve for pulling a three on that three on one? <laughs> I think it was because that was of, a wild play. That was actually the most dude, funny. Come on, yeah. is yeah. extreme mic play? That was, oh, was. Oh, it was extreme mic play. He ended up back to the corner to take it. Oh, yeah, I know that he like talked to him. Like the yeah, yeah, Mike moment. He's like, <laughs> I worked for this steal, That's so right. I should yeah. be able to take oh. the shot. He's like. Fuck it, they'll rebound. But the, yeah, the, minus, the minus 12 came, I, I think, at the beginning of the third quarter where mm. the Sixers went out on a run. Um, he got out, and then Denver went on a run. Uh, I think that's where it happened. Mm. But, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. was good in the first half. Yeah. Like, he was really – his big thing is about being involved and having the offense yeah. be involved with him. When he's shot ready, when he's a part of the offense, good things happen. And then he, he becomes invisible. Or he makes a bad play or two, and then it just unravels for him, where he just can't bounce back. Um, 
So, like, he needs to have a, a bit more, you know, mental fortitude of when he makes a mistake, still continue to play. And then also the, the guys have to trust in him if he makes a mistake that he can bounce back for it because there's a lot of times that he just is not part of the offense anymore. If he makes a mistake, it's like, all right, well, we're not looking your way anymore. Right. Um, and that's not how you play with a guy like that. You also have been with him for a few years. It's not a new young guy or anything like that. Like, he should be part of the offense because he is – a, a weapon that Denver should and can be using at all times. Um, so there has to be a, a bit of give and take uh, from the guys and also Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, he was fine. I don't really have any notes what about, on him. What about any oh, go, well, you, My big thing with Mike actually is like the floor on the production is there in these games. Like the way he played in that first half, you're like, okay, he's ready to perform in this game. There are just these little loose bolts and screws with like the 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 cleanliness of the very important moments. So that three is a good example. Um, the turnover he had to AG, where he has this great rebound and then he throws it to AG who's barely looking. And right. I, I don't know if it was Max here, Pat Bev strips it. Yeah. Like production wise, energy wise, like Mike is ready to be in all these games. Um, and, and that's old news, he's a champion now. But there is a little, there's some specific area of improvement for him where, like, in these big moments, do I trust him to hit a shot? Yeah. But do I also worry sometimes that he's going to throw that pass? Right. A little bit. Yeah. yeah I do. Uh, Aaron Gordon, KCP. We got any notes here? I mean, this was like the KCP show in the first half. They play and drop. KCP was like, all right, I'll yeah. take this foul right jumper. It He's like, great. Jamal, this is how you play against the drop. Yeah, you get the handoff, you take one right. dribble, and then nobody's on you, and you just shoot a free throw. Yeah, cut. so I loved how aggressive he, he was to start off the game. Like, he hit some big shots in the first quarter when these two teams were going shot for shot. And Aaron Gordon, like, played his heart out, I thought. I, th I thought he played hard. I, I thought he played physical. Two or six from the line hurts. But um, other than that... Yeah, the free throws were, were rough tonight. I felt like he was a beast inside. I really did. I mean, he had a couple a couple really nice finishes in the paint when Embiid was in there, just going up strong, dunking it. And um, I, I loved how Aaron Gordon played tonight. Yeah, with KCP, like he really had the opportunity to be the hero of this game. Like The Sixers gave him many opportunities to like finish them off and kcp could not hit especially in the fourth quarter like i know jamal yeah, he was, was like really bad in that in that quarter but kcp was not great as well he had a few dagger type shots or at least shots to keep them in it where he just missed it or went in and out um and he was knocking them down early they kind of ran the offense through him early on and he was hitting the shots and then the sixers are like okay if he beats us he, he beats us um and he did not beat him Defensively, he was really well. He made Tyrese Maxey work for a lot of shots. Casey, I mean, Tyrese Maxey did not have a, a great game um, because he, he is who he is on defense. Like, that is a, a first-team all-defensive player. Um, but you wanted some more shots to fall in that game to, like, say how great of a game that was. Yeah. Um, and then Christian Brown, you know, we mentioned it earlier, but two of three from three. What's sad is his third one, an air ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he had two two in a row, which is good. Like any look, Christian eleven points. They needed it from him. He gave it to him tonight, and actually he had a, good, a couple good defensive possessions as well tonight, yep. which we hadn't seen for a while. So I thought he was really good tonight. Reggie Jackson as well. Um, Reggie Jackson also goes two of three tonight. Yeah, again, man, the bench was not why the Nuggets lost this game. You take this game from the bench every single time in a big game. They they did enough. It, I, honestly, man, if they win this game. We're probably very, very excited about the way Christian Brown stepped up yeah, as absolutely. a guy off the bench in this road win. And even some of the stuff that didn't go his way, I mean, like, yeah, some of this is size and, and there's not much you can do about it. But, like, some of those shots Tobias Harris hit on him, man. Like, CB did awesome, awesome work. And it's just – that's what Tobias does, right? He uses his high difference, backs you down, and he's he's so good at that turnaround. But it, it, CB was right there, you know. I, I thought he was really good in this game, and I, I wish, I wish we were talking about how how this was maybe his big moment of the year. Yeah, yeah, this was a, a bright spot game for for Christian. He had you know a couple of tough finishes. He also knocked down the three ball, which he has been doing this you know as of late. Um, and the confidence was so down that this is like the type of games that can get him going. You also talk about the defense. They were making tough shots on him, but he played good defense. Yeah. Like, you don't hang your hat on those type of shots. You just say, oh, okay, I have to work a little bit harder. I have to be a little bit better. But he's 
starting to put together a couple of good games. You want him to stay consistent, stay aggressive, but the bench played well, and Christian was like a highlight for that, the bench. It's a weird takeaway to kind of end this segment on, but if you pair this game with the previous two Denver just played, I actually feel really good about where Denver's at. If we just step back now from the matchup of the Embiid-Jokic piece of this, you know, where you just want the win in a vacuum. If you step back and think, where is Denver after losing that game to Utah and we're wondering, like, what's going on? Three games in a row where I'm like, okay, they can execute, they can play well. Like, that that's the team that we kind of remember them being. And they lose this one, um, but it's still, I think, all in all, like, pointing towards the Nuggets being in a good spot overall. I'd say so. One trend that I've got my eye on, though, is the Nuggets in crunch time. I remember talking about this after they lost that game to the Thunder. They're just not the same flawless team in crunch time right now that they were last year. And, you know, that's something that was a hallmark of this team last season. In crunch time, nobody was beating these guys. Like, they were not given any leads away in the fourth quarter. Last five minutes of a close game, the Nuggets were going to win. I don't have that same, like, unwavering confidence in them right now that I did last year. You don't, don't have confidence that they'll get it, or you're just saying at this very moment? Uh, like, right. But like, I'm saying, are you saying that you're worried they're not going to regain that? No, I, I think they'll probably regain it, but it's been a flaw, I think, so far this season. They have not executed the same way in tight, close games against good teams in fourth quarters. They, they have not executed at the level they did last year. Do you think this can go hand-in-hand hand with the conditioning part? Yeah, maybe. We're talking fourth quarters maybe. of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they ran out of gas. Also, Jamal was like the standout in a negative way in the fourth quarter, and he clearly was gassed. Yeah. Um, so, like, the conditioning, yeah, that does play a big piece. Also, it's it's stupid mistakes. Those are not passes that Jamal makes earlier in the game. Yeah. Those are, like, simple passes uh, where they just have to find that chemistry again or just get on the same page they're just not in the same rhythm so i think conditioning is the biggest piece of that kcp is missing shots wide open where his legs are just not there and things so it'll come but it, it is not there right now like harrison said all right let's take a break on the other side let's talk about what we hope is different what do the nuggets try defensively in the next matchup which is only 11 days away so we don't have to sit on this one for too long when you get hurt Bax and shanker is here to help They win for Colorado families. They've been helping those seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. And you don't pay Bax and Shanker any money until they win your case. No upfront fees, no fees while they work on your case. You can call them up, chat about your case, no fees. You only pay them when they win your case and they've won over $1 billion for their clients. They've got neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, Fort Collins. So... If you were involved in an injury case where you were not at fault, car accidents, motorcycle rides here, pedestrians, trucks, give them a call, 222-2222, to find out if you have a case for free, Bacchus and Shanker wins. That's it. Um, man, Denver tonight, just two fast break points. They've had a handful of games. Denver's wild on the fast break this year, man. That's another reason why this felt like a playoff game. It was yeah. such a slow game. Both yeah. teams were what was you know, the pace? walking it up. No, it was it was in the second half. That first half was paced, like it, or at least it felt. Like, they just scored. Actually, it wasn't really paced. They just scored Every a bunch. Time. The second half, it really did really feel like a slow down um playoff like we're gonna just try to work for every single basket um and that that kind of got away from them denver only 23 assists again part of this is how much Embiid's off the paint's kind of cloud there's not a lot of drive and kick there weren't a lot of lanes so 23 assists is probably a season low for the nuggets i'd have to look it up um but two fast break points it's wild that denver was in this game 23 assists and two fast break points not nuggets basketball and yet here you were so i hope in this next game that denver tries something different defensively that's I just, tied for the third lowest assist this season. It's tied? How many of those games did they win? Well, the two Houston games are their lowest assist games of the season, 17 <laughs> and 22. Really? And then they've got a couple 23s. Well, there you go. Um, what do you hope goes differently in the next one? Whether choice is made? Sure. I, first and foremost, it's, I think it would be the defensive game plan. Um, yeah. I'd like to see Jokic guarding Embiid. I think you could argue some of it might have been about not fa- you know avoiding yeah. foul trouble 
and so that's I get it. But even that one to me is secondary from like if it's fine to double, it just has to be more complicated than that. And right. Bede is a better player than that. He's not Jokic with the ball in his hands as a playmaker, but uh, he's an improved one. And it, it was too easy for him to just make those reads. And like, where does the double come? When does it come in the shot clock? Does it come every time? Like, change it up a little bit. And it, it was just too simple. So the first thing for me would be take a different defensive approach. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's uh, it's meeting and beat where he's at like i want Jokic to just attack every single time or just try to score especially if they decide to take him off of you punish him for that decision um also uh the the late game execution because it is going to be close like those are two uh, of the better teams in the nba um especially when healthy and you just have to make better decisions like down the stretch where you can grind out that type of game um yeah. so those are my two things yeah It'd be great for Jamal Murray to have a like banger of a game as well. Um, that'd be number one on my wish list. <laughs> when it comes to defending Embiid, man, like the Nuggets have never had an answer for Embiid. He cooks the Nuggets every game. Yep. Even last game, they played a different defensive strategy on him. He's still at 40. Yep. So, I mean, Joel Embiid cooks the Nuggets. They don't have a great matchup for him. And I mean, if he's hitting his jumper, like you can't stop him. Yeah, you really can't. Michael Porter, one silver lining, forty-five percent from three over the last fifteen games. Forty-five. That's the number we expect, and it still feels like he's off a little. He's bit. actually now one of four players in the league shooting over forty percent on seven attempts or more. There's only one four, of how many? There's only four players Who in the league. They? It's Malik Beasley, Michael <laughs> Porter Jr. What? Paul, Malik Beasley's shooting yeah, the shit shooting out of the ball. It's the regular season. Um, but yeah, Malik Beasley, Paul George, Michael Porter Jr., and there's a fourth that I'm forgetting now. But these guys are the only four players in the NBA to shoot seven threes a game and be up over 40%. Porter just got there last game, four of eight tonight. So yeah, the, the shot's back, man. The and if you back. look at these last 15 games, he had four tonight, right? Does he go four of eight? Four of eight, yep. yeah. four of eight tonight, seven of 11 the previous game, two of five, four of six, four of 11, three of 10, five of eight. So he's having three, four, five threes made basically every other game over the rest 15 game stretch so i think he has not had a game without a three and he's had only two games in that stretch where he went one three one of five and one of three so he's his it's under the radar a little bit that mike's starting to hit his threes and it's a positive slope so he might actually there might be more ahead here honestly for him and his shot making um i hope that yes a different defensive scheme I hope that by the time they roll around after this road trip, we'll be right around the All-Star break. It's, I don't know how many games after that is the All-Star break, but it's probably only like six or seven. Typically, you start ramping up to start getting in playoff shape, and I just hope that Murray... I mean, you have another measuring stick game on Friday at Boston. I just hope, like, Denver, it's not necessarily needed because you do want to be healthy and at the playoffs, but I do think when you start to look at standings... Denver, it's not inconceivable that they fall to four. I think we've all in our heads had this, like, they're either going to be one, two, or three, but the Clippers have come on very strong, and you don't want to fall too far behind. And to do that, you probably need to be in shape and to start stringing some of these together, and that's what I hope to see a little bit differently. All right, Alyssa, do we have Super Chats? There were some sickos that Super Chatted this one. Stefan Diamecki. First time chatter, long time listener. All the nuggets yeah. are good. Piece. When they need to be. Young Ben showed up in a playoff atmosphere on the road. Optimistic for May, June, Nugs in 20. That's a good silver That's lining. actually a really good one that we it didn't even the... mention. The fact that those guys stepped up in the game that had the most pressure. I mean, Christian yeah. Brown, he's been in pressure before. Oh, some call him a winner. Some people say that. That's a really good note. Good super chat. Good first super chat. Ben, nineteen eighty four. This season feels just like last year, <laughs> which so is true. good news for the Nuggets. That's so true. It is true. It does feel like last year. Uh, Nico Perez sending love to the DNVR crew from Vietnam. Vietnam. Oh, wow. Is this how the rest of the NBA feels playing Jokic? I knew every shot Embiid was going in. Not fun. Yeah, I, I kind of felt the same way I tonight did feel too. That way, man, I did. You know, no point in taking this season seriously if your $40 million starting point guard can't be bothered to take more than one game a week seriously. Um, it's a fair criticism to be upset with him. Look, it's a fair criticism. Today. Today. Today, yeah. But, Today. I mean, but come on, guy. He'll be back. Yeah. It's easy Probably to lose sight soon. of. Probably soon. It's about the time he starts getting in shape. 
<laughs> BJ Malaise was working and only had the game on in the background. Can't wait to listen to the Losers Lounge. Always feel better. Losers Lounge equals equals best value in media. Best value. We'll take My that. goodness. Well, it is free. We'll so I do. But it's a great. That is value. a great point. Yeah. It is. You, Not for BJ Malays, it wasn't, though. He's super chatted. Yeah. You know, again, plenty of fingers to point, but the guy who drew up whatever the hell that defensive game plan was deserves <laughs> a majority of the blame. Embarrassing. It was an experiment, you guys. It was. They picked a weird game to experiment. Did the Nuggets throw the game? <laughs> I hope they throw the game plan did, did, out. What if we one did pass away off Maxi help and then rotate <laughs> I mean, based, from the Based off side. that decision, I don't know. Based off doubling off Maxi one pass away, I don't know. The first few minutes of that quarter were just like, what are what we are doing, we man? <laughs> the margins were so tight, too. Steve, Joel is a really great talent, but his game drives me nuts. Centered around jumpers and foul calls, which, by the way, do not translate to the postseason. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I will say I do also find his game not the most fun. It's funny to me the people that, are, that think Yoke's not fun, and then the you know I always find right. that so fascinating. Like there are he, people that I think, think Yoke's boring. I think he's impressive as hell, but MB, fun, but yeah. fun probably is. He did my, not miss his shot tonight. He looked like my, Dirk, man. To be honest with Dude, you, he was awesome tonight. He really was. Five, 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 five ish. I actually liked the MPJ fast bake three. He was wide eight open, wide open, and it's being taken by our best shooter. Jamal wasn't passing him in the fourth, anyways. <laughs> Just I will say respectfully disagree. Yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm thank not you a, for the super <laughs> chat. You gotta thank hit you. it. You gotta hit it. You gotta hit it. The craziest part is I did see a lot of people on the timeline liking the shot. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's not the greatest of passes. Other people yeah, right. he other might have just up the pass. Yeah. He might have like ended up throwing it out of bounds or off the rim. You just rim. have to knock it down. That's it. You do you have to knock it down. NBA um, players suck at running fast breaks. They're so <laughs> this is, bad. This is man. your real They're right so here. bad. Uh, by the way, that one where Marie gets blocked by uh, Batum. By Batum. I was sitting here thinking the whole time, well, one, Porter needed to sprint to the corner and get there a little earlier, but I was thinking it was the perfect drive kick to the corner for the three. Instead, slow-ass layup gets blocked by a 50-year-old. He, he could get to the corners with a little more urgency on some of the breaks, I think. Um, I think, but he also was like, yeah, you want me to sprint there? Is he going to pass it if I do? Come on. <laughs> That's so true, dude. Uh, Shabon Kellen, has anyone done a wellness check on D-line? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I did see him tonight. I did. Yeah, see he him. was here he was watching the game. I, I, he passed the wellness check. He passed. He passed it. Optimistic yeah. take: the Nuggets will take it up a notch when the playoffs begin. Nuggets have been playing with a championship hangover all season. <laughs> First of all, what, do you know where the one pepper take is, Alyssa? Kale's on vacation. Do you know where the one pepper take is? The Nuggets will like, turn it up in the playoffs. They're going to play this a little is, bit harder. I'm telling you, man. This is the thing about these Nuggets, and you can't be upset about it too much but it is one of those things where they just kind of know the formula like i said the nba was better when no one realized that resting on back-to-backs was smart and load management dude if you look at lebron's rookie season play like 44 minutes a game nobody does it anymore because we all got a little too smart about things and we realized that none of this stuff matters and it sucks the nuggets know better than most that they're like yeah man what yep. are you we're going to experiment with defenses. He's like, man, we didn't even try the last month this season yeah, and won a championship. True. That's they learned the worst lesson. <laughs> that's fine. Team. But if you win again, you better win 60 the next year. Gosh darn it. Yeah. Okay. You're going right. to take 54 and like it. I know. I w- and I will, actually. If they win again, I'll love it. Austin, Austin Rally. Austin Rally. Super chat. All right. Hit that outro music for us, Alyssa. She's like, there it is. Um, Interesting game. Good one. You know, we'll have to sit on it for 11 days. There is a chance at revenge. After the game, Joel Embiid and Jokic share an embrace. Uh, and allegedly, Embiid told him, hey, you're the best player in the world. You're the finals MVP, the reigning champion. I'll see you in 11 days. And Jok- Which is both a gracious compliment. You know, and I think he honestly means it sincerely. Like, I do think that with all this, there's a little bit of a, hey, we both know what both of us really want. The championship. You got one. I didn't. Outplayed you tonight, but you know, whatever. But I do love the we'll see you in 11 days because Embiid has not been doing that game on the road, and it sounds like he is excited and anticipating playing in that one. So, you know what? 11 days, a chance to redeem yourself. 11 days can't come faster. I like how he knew it was exactly 11 days away. I looked earlier. Oh, him. Oh, Embiid. No, Embiid. Oh, Embiid. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, not, I'll see you in Denver. Not, I'll, I'll see you in a couple. See you next I'll week. I'll see you in exactly yeah. 11 days. You guys, man, these one means something. They mean a little something. Any final thoughts? Parting I shots? I can't wait for the next one, man. I'm glad we had one to care about, and I can't wait for the one that happens in Denver. 
Oh, I thought you meant Friday's game. You have another narrative game for you personally, <laughs> yeah. Boston on Friday. On Friday. Who are they ready for that one? Can I tell you, much like the Philly huh? matchup, you know what scares Celtics. me most about that? Oh, it's January. They don't care. It's yeah. January. So. We, but we don't care as much about the Celtics. Like, for you do. But for me, I'm sitting here going with that Celtics one. Like, I'd love to win measuring stick game. But well, the problem is the Celtics win all their regular season games. So it's way less fun. Well, I'll tell you something. You know what Celtics have not done yet this year? Lose at home. So that'll be fun. Could be fun. Let's go do it. I Let's can't wait. It. All right. Hit that like button for us on the way out. We'll see you guys. We all silly like the mayor.